everybody. This episode was recorded before the events of February 24th. I'm so pleased to welcome feminist icon Adrian <laughs> Ebert onto the show. I want to write the next great American sex novel. It doesn't have to be high art. It's just something to, to masturbate to. I had too much fun and now my body's falling apart. You can't just grow through your life <sighs> making stuff up. Shakespeare did it. I'm the new Shakespeare. When in, in city life do I really need to jump though? Jump off a bridge maybe, but that's, that's about it. She's like Fully rocking it out, jagged ass teeth and everything. That's pretty much all anyone would want from life, right? Lightning bolts and animal sex. If you were to be reborn, would you choose to come back as a man or a woman? Rewind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we can we rewind the tape, please? Can we rewind the tape? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Big English Stand Up Podcast. You lucky, lucky people. You know, I just want to take a moment to, to thank the Lord for giving you the ears so that you can listen to this absolute splendidness. With me today is Adrian Ebert once again! Woo! Shout Woo! out to Americans! Yeah, we'll, we'll, don't worry, we'll cut that bit out. Um, <laughs> yeah. How you doing, sister girl? So what were you... What, Adrian was just telling me that she... Um, she went to a techno party last night. Was it a rave or was it a party or what was it? What, what are you young people doing these days? A techno event, <laughs> a techno soiree, we can say. Uh, I love I love the way you said, we can say. That's yes. So, that's so art house. Techno concept oh, doesn't yeah. fit either. No, an event, I would say. Right. Oh, and the the place where it was is this, this huge, beautiful warehouse with different right. art everywhere. Oh, that's Different nice. places to explore and climb Sweet. into, yeah, take a good. nap, eat whatever. So Take a nap? Yeah, of course. I've heard of a chill-out room, but techno parties now, you've got a place where you can take a nap? A nap room. Always have been. Like, Come on. Yeah, like in Berlin, I spent uh, maybe 36 hours at a club at one time before. You, you take a nap, you eat, you... I mean, it's just like a, a health spa almost. <laughs> a health spa for party people. 36 hours at a techno party in Berlin. If you don't come out with a nosebleed, you haven't had a good time. Mm -hmm. Or an overdose, one that or the other. That sounds good. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, overdose, nosebleed, uh, some, something where a doctor <laughs> is, is required. Yeah. A fun overdose. Well done. <laughs> I love I, how you just put the word fun in front of things and just make it so much more fun. Yeah. A fun overdose, everybody. A fun nosebleed. I had too much fun and now my body's falling apart. Uh-huh. Ah. Yeah. See, that's the context. Overdose of fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, keep going. So, lots of different places to go and explore and stuff. And it was good, mm -hmm. yes? On a Sunday night. Yes, yes. Apparently, uh, Saturday was too busy. So Sunday night is the best night for partying. It's where the the true commitment. Oh, it is a go. true commitment because you're definitely not uh, some office worker that's yeah. going to go in. Or if you are, man, you are. You, <laughs> you're like Tyler Durden or something. You're you're committed. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, what do you yeah. think of the, the the youth of today? How did they come across to you? Uh, they aren't young people. They're people my age. No way. Yes. So, I mean, it's just See. like mid-30s, 40s partiers. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what I would do if it was a room full of, what, 18 or 20-year-olds. Mm. 
uh, they, they'd probably be chilled too. Mm. But I think that these are people who uh, were around for the original Arma mm. when it used to have a physical location, mm-hmm. and now this was people who were part of the techno culture mm, ten years ago or something. Gotcha. Yeah, but it was a nice yeah. little reminder that mm. hey, moving my body can be fun. Yeah, but only if nobody's looking. That's why I can hate dancing mm. and like I don't know normal clubs where they're playing pop music and boys and girls are trying to look at each other and assess each other. No, techno parties are just like everybody's looking at the stage. Maybe you don't even have their eyes open. They have sunglasses on, whatever, and are just feeling themselves. Yeah. So it's a good, good vibe. How are you feeling yourself today, Steve? Yeah, fine. Yeah? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I think he's the ultimate emo <sighs> valley boy. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Emo Valley Boy. That's a new. That's a new genre of some kind. Yeah, that's your personal that's a, brand. That's a new. It's a new. It's the new genre of asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you say Valley Boy? Valley Boy. There's such a thing as Valley Boy. There's only Valley Girls. What? what why? You have Valley Boys. Well, I guess we do now. What, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Um, so, wait a minute, yeah. you like airheaded men, airheaded but attractive men are not called Valley Boys. You just made that up. I did. What, you what, just what do you made call that them? up, Adrian. You can't, you can't just grow through your life <sighs> making stuff up, all right? I thought, I thought that this is how language is made. Shakespeare did it. I'm the new Shakespeare. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, yeah. So uh, he he contributed what hundreds of words to the poetry of the English language. My contribution humbly will be Valley Boy. That's what I got. So this this story I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's the British four by one hundred relay team. Okay. Okay. Now they won silver in the last Olympics. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, one of the guys, he's been found to have been doing doping, right? Oh, So my. all four of them lose their their silver medal, right? Scandalous. Now, then I scroll up and I see the picture there. Mm-hmm. And what do I see? There's three black guys and one white dude, right? Now, I tell you what, I nearly shed a tear. I just thought to myself, damn, I mean, what must be going through his head? I mean, there he is. He's got into the relay team with the three black dudes. Now he can say, "Yo, I know, I know, I'm the, I'm the weak, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the gammy leg in here. I'm the, I'm the fourth, the third, fourth wheel, whatever." <laughs> but yo, I'm in the team, and we won a medal. We won the silver medal. Pow! One of them dope. You lose that silver medal. Now that I, I look at him, I want, I want to hug this man. I want to hug this man because that really the black is... ones, the white ones. <laughs> The white one. There's one white guy. Okay. Right? How close could he get to winning a sprinting medal? That's about as close as a white man will ever get to winning a sprinting medal. And he and he won it. He won it. He won it. And then he lost it. I'm upset. Oh. I hope his mental health is okay. If you're friends with this person, please give him a call right now. Tell him that you love him. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, man. Kind of broke my heart. And I bit. thought the, the the assumption was that, like, or the, the only way that the white man could ever compete with the black man yeah. oh, is no. if he was doing drugs. That's how you took it. Ah, Right, right. No, 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 no. 
It's, I just mean... Of course it was one of those people who was doing the drugs. But, you know, I think the moral... <laughs> no, no, no. He, as, as far as we know, on his own merit, with his own little white legs, he put himself into that position, into a gold, into a silver, silver medal winning position. He ran himself in the wrong direction. <sighs> so I mean? the moral of the story Heartbreak. is that they all should have been doping, right? <laughs> Yeah. That's certainly one way of looking at it, yeah. Okay, a uh, little message to all relay teams out there. If one of you dopes, you should all dope. You know, it's the right thing to do. And then I looked to the left and there was another picture of for another article and mm -hmm. there was the word heartbroken there. And I was just like, you know what? For me, that really is, that really is the definition of heartbreak. What do you get if you win the Olympics? Do you get money? Um, do you know what? I reckon you get quite a few endorsements mm. and you probably get asked to speak uh, a lot for for money. And I'm pretty sure you get you get a lot of invites, yo. You know, I think you get invited to a lot. You're a winner. I mean, you know, mm. and this translates into the business world and all these competitive dickheads, you know, who think they uh, they know they've got the winning edge, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, they, they, they'll pay good money to have a genuine, I think. Uh, Olympic winner because you know to try and get inside the mentality of winning and all that kind of thing. I think if you win a, mm. I think you make a few bucks after if you win if you win the Olympics. Yeah, for just sure. a few. Yeah, a few quid. You probably buy a house out of it. Yeah. Mm. You know? What would you ask an Olympian if they were in the room with us right now? Um, well, I would certainly ask what what the qualities are that a lot of people don't see, a lot of people don't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, like we might have our own preconceptions about what it's like uh, training, resting, psyching yourself up, getting into mental state, visualizing, right? We've all got abstract ideas about all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. A couple of go-getters like you and me. Yeah. Uh, Comedy, there sports, must be There must be another side to it. There must be a conspiracy of silence. Um, there must be stuff that just nobody sees. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, like when we're doing comedy, there's there are sides to it that people really don't get. Right? They don't see um, yeah. how, um, and they've got no understanding of it at all. Right? And actually, I remember. I mean, I mean, I remember. I did put on this show at, on on our but a bunch of people came. It was full. Like everyone's kind of looking at each other, going, "Wow, this is this is pretty awesome." All the comics kill. Everybody's laughing. It seemed like a perfect night. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely perfect. And this girl came up to me. She'd moved to Los Angeles, and she'd been living there for a few years. So I hadn't seen her in like quite a few years, and that's the first time she uh, she'd seen what I'd been up to. Uh -huh. And she just saw me, saw it in its in its full glory. Everything went as good as it could have gone. And she hadn't seen the last four years of grinding and mm -hmm. humiliation and all that kind of stuff. And she was just like looking at me going, oh my God, this is amazing. This is what you've been doing. This is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, and I just looked at her and thought, God, if only you knew, you know. How if much only... I sucked. Well, <laughs> well, all the work that went into this yeah. to get to this point. All those humiliations, all mm -hmm. those shitty slots from the comedy clubs during the afternoon where yeah. you look at there's more comics than there are audience members and all that kind of stuff. Like there yeah. was there was there was quite a lot of that. But mm -hmm. she gets to she just got to see this, you know, 
Yeah. The, the podium. Oh, thank the podium God, finish. You know what I mean? So there must be something that the rest of us civvies don't understand about it. Why? What would you ask a an Olympian? Oh, I don't know why you run so fast. <laughs> I, what are you running from psychologically? Like, wh- what childhood trauma are you envisioning that makes you jump so high to try to get away from it? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to meet you halfway on that when, when you see people running, um, personal trainers running. I remember I was allowed one free session with a personal trainer when I joined my last gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just went, okay, uh, now we're going to run. And and I was like, why? Why would you? <laughs> why are you doing this to you? me? <laughs> why would I? Why would I do that? I'm not, is there a bus? Is there a bus <laughs> to catch? The only reason, and I, it, I, t- I managed to turn it into this big philosophical thing, anthropological philosophical thing, where it's like, yo, the reason why we can run at all mm-hmm. is to run either away from stuff like leopards and tigers that used to run after us right and wanted to eat us or run towards something that i want to i need to catch and and hunt and catch mm-hmm. and bring home to the family because feeling going anywhere i so, don't need to run <laughs> so if it if if it doesn't run if it doesn't fall into either category i'm not running just for the hell of running sweetheart yeah like, like as tight as your tush is very impressive. It's very impressive. I could point, but you could definitely like do the <laughs> flick the coins at it and thing. You know, big big coins too, mm. real big ones, biggest coins you've ever seen. Got a bouncy bum. Very bouncy. But I, like, I ain't running for no man. Do you know what I mean? Like set set some livestock. Let's set a tiger off in in there, and then you'll see me run. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be your personal trainer, Steve. Yep. Okay. All right, now we're gonna do some uh, bicep curls. Why make me? <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I no, guess. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It was when she she asked me. I'm that whole episode. I'm exaggerating, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just saying we we can run because we were ru- either running towards something or away from. That's all I'm saying. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, now, when they start making you jump, oh. I just take offense. I just take stone cold offense. Am I jumping? Did you feel? Jump for me, I ain't jumping for you, I ain't jumping for no. What do you mean? Why am I gonna jump? When in my life, when in, in city life, do I really need to jump though? Run for a bus. Sure. Yes. Jump? Never. <sighs> jump off a bridge, maybe, but that's <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. So um I stumbled, I'm always trying to work out, you know, what the last great taboo is, right? That the, the N word. The N word, isn't it? Really? Right? Uh, well, not in Russia. Russians right. don't even care, do they? Of course. But I was thinking more like, what you you start talking about something, and immediately all the air in the room just disappears, and it just gets like, okay, he's gone there. Mm-hmm. I think I found a new one. What? I think it's creepy looking kids, Adrian. Creepy looking kids. Creepy like, kids. I, I was on the metro mm-hmm. and, um, you know, sometimes kids are kind of running around, playing. They're very vital. They're kind of like, dun, 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 dun. you know, and uh, okay. Nine, nine times out of ten, it's cu- you know, it's cute, right? It's cute. It's nice that they're Some excited. People, 
they're excited to buy something as as banal as being on public transport. That's a good thing, you know. They're not stuck to a, a they're not stuck to a screen, or whatever. I mean, that's all cool. And kids can be incredibly cute. I think that's kind of why people have them. When you think about to let it. them run around on public anyway. transport. <laughs> but I was on the metro, mm-hmm. and there was this girl there, and she was just creepy looking, man. She's like nice. a creep. She looked like a creepy looking doll. Her hair looked like it was made out of some kind of, you know, thatching material. And she was just creepy. Creepy. <laughs> like she was already creepy looking, but she was, she knew that was her vibe. She knew that was what, you know, that was her, her that was her space. Great self And she, she over creeped it. She tried to be, yes, I know I look creepy and I'm going to supplement my already natural creepiness with uh, additional creepy behavior and movements. And she was giving me the creeps. And don't all of you out there who think I'm being I'm being mean. Listen, creepy kids have been used in many a horror movie and many a horror novel. And you know how goddamn creepy they can be. Right. Mm -hmm. You've seen it. Right, a creepy kid who's a zombie, or uh, or so he's been imagined because he's been killed, or he comes back and he dies. Yeah. That is creepy as shit. See, the horror filmmakers know this. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. and God bless that girl for leaning into it. You know, <laughs> she's got a bright future ahead of her. If she would have been like a little bit ashamed of it and be like, "No, I try to want to be like sexy," uh, that would just be sad. But no, if she's like. Fully rocking it out, jagged ass teeth and everything. She's gonna have a career in Hollywood. <laughs> you imagine it comes to she gets to like fourteen or whatever, and her parents are like, "Okay, honey, uh, we were just wondering. Um, we have a friend who's who who does, you know, plastic corrections. Uh, which would you would you like to go in and uh, maybe have a consultation with him? No, I'm good." <laughs> Yeah, I'm sticking with my creepy shit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it work for me. I got an interview with the haunted house tomorrow. Peace. <laughs> I'm gonna go live every day like it's Halloween. Hey, when you come to think of it, there, there's probably because because the, the casting agents across Hollywood, they've got somebody for everything, right? Like you need a creepy kid, we call this person. You yeah. need, you know, you need this, you need that. There are right. too many, like, cute kids, right? right. The market is oversaturated. Jesus, the whole, plane, the, the, the whole place is absolutely stuffed with cute kids. Who needs another cute kid? Yeah, it takes bravery. You need to be bold to be the creepy kid. I've always thought, too, like, <laughs> if, it would be pretty cool to be a little person. You need to be right. a dwarf. Yeah. Because, like, oh, you might feel as though you have to compete with people who are, you know, different looking, especially in the sexual market, but... I don't think it would be that bad. You have a guaranteed career, hmm. whatever you want to do. If you have just this much charisma, yeah. you could you could do acting. Or you could, like, if you're not into that, there are always party companies who are looking for, like, some a midget toss. Right. Or you could do, you could be a clown. Yeah. You could be an entertainer. Yeah. I so guess. many of these things are open to you. I mean, I've heard of dwarf throwing, but I've never, I've never actually been to a dwarf throwing party. So if anybody holds such things, do do let me know. Reminiscing about weird stuff from my school experience with the student yesterday. And I thought that this was something specific to my school, but apparently it's not. Americans, check me on this. Tell me if uh, you did this at your school as well. But to encourage 
children to read, mm. they had an annual Kiss the Pig Day, <laughs> in which, like, there's a little uh, a thermometer in the gym, uh, not for measuring temperature, but you would color in, like, every 100 books that the students read, right? And right. if collectively, as a school, huh. the students read this many thousands of books in, like, a month-long period... The principal would, ooh, naughty, kiss a pig, and they would bring a real-life pig into the school. All of the students would be called for the assembly, and they would kiss the pig. And everybody got to be like, ah, oh, principal kissed a pig. Oh, reading is fun. All right, let's do this again next year. Wow. So that was the incentive. The incentive was to see the adult humiliated. There's always... It was it was camel's balls last time. Yeah. Now the principal's kissing a pig. Well, I like it. I gotta tell you, I like it. But I worry about the uh, the escalation. What what this could turn into. One year it's kiss the pig. If they feel like they've got to up the ante. Mm. Huh? Then what's it gonna be? Tongue the pig. <laughs> Go on a date with the pig. <laughs> Adult, Ask the pig to marry them. The <laughs> tongue the pig. If tongue the pig was a thing, that would be one of the great American uh, inventions for sure. What about in the UK? Do you think there'd be something that absurd? Maybe snog the fish and chips. <laughs> Kiss the fish. Tongue the fish. <laughs> tongue the pike. Does, does uh, anybody actually say snog? Yeah, I think okay. so. I don't know about the use of Tazai, but that, that's what we used to say. Yeah, yeah. I feel out of touch. I also feel, I'm starting to feel a little bit out of touch with everything. See, look, the way I questioned you about a techno party. Mm -hmm. I think that's got a You'd lot have to fit right in. I, uh, I think that's got a lot to do with uh, the um, COVID and the quarantine. I feel I'm starting to feel this distance from kind of like, you know, mm. like there's another two years further along in my life which was quite an empty two years in some ways. Like, I haven't had a chance to go back to London and see how everybody's doing or see mm. what... Just kind of soak up what my hometown's like. So that's why... Uh, um, anyway. So mm. well, that got a bit serious. When do we uh, When do we get to play Tongue the Pig? Uh, I guess okay. whenever you read enough. Okay. Read 100,000 <laughs> books as a school, <clears throat> but I guess you're you're the only student in your own school <sighs> of life. So read 100,000 books, <sighs> then you can make out with the pig. Yeah. 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 But I in, in, snog. Yeah. Snog. Snog the pig. What an unattractive and unsexy word for kiss. Right? Think? Yes. Kiss sounds soft and sensual, even the way you say it, but snog. Yes. I was snogging my boyfriend. It's just like... <laughs> Ew, really? You do that? That sounds nasty. Well, I think that's that's the British for you. Like we can't we can't be like that. We can't be like kiss on je t'aime. We can't be like the French. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just can't because they're French. Just <laughs> me. All right, and we're not. So we can't, we <laughs> we fight against that impulse. We can't be like that. We have to be. So I snogged though. They were snogging. That is, there's a very typical British thing to do to try and undercut all this kind of romanticism and uh, be sarcastic, be ironic, mm. be uh, gross as possible. Be well, uh, but kind of put a dampener on on things like that. Yeah, it's very yeah. English. You're right. Is there any other disgusting British? Um, terms for sexual acts. Well, shag. 
Yeah. All right, that's another with the good. It's always a hard G, like sh- shagging and snogging. We were snogging, and then I was snogging her, and then I was shagging her. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, they've done it twice, there, see? Done it twice. Snog, shag. Mm-hmm. But what is... Like, in, in Russia, they don't even have a word, a nice word for it, by the way. There for... is no way to say to... Uh, I started developing the old whistle, you know? See, well, anyway, mm-hmm. we we were... <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there is no word. There mm-hmm. is no word for shag or even, I think, snog that sounds nice. They all sound quite um, quite rough. Yeah, yeah. So that's why American English truly is the best language. Oh. Or French. That's the where she French. was going with this all the time. It's what? open to you, too. You can use normal people words like kiss and make love, but no. You have to insist on shagging and snogging and dogging and frogging. And Don't you? And don't you d- when's the last time you said make love adrian ebert and self-censorship just now <laughs> 30 seconds ago <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh and, and that i've always thought that that's a little bit creepy too make love right yes like mm. it, it's it's so much pressure too mm. right like mm. oh, i just thought we we're having a moment here but now we're making love we have to be responsible yeah. for creating one of the most like analyzed and philosophized about sentiments of all time. Sure. We have love to, sure. to fabricate from this experience. Sure. I just thought we wanted to bang. <laughs> okay. I think you got to have a good sense of humor with it. Yeah. I mean, mm. to, to your guys, Frank Zappa, I remember, said something about sex. He said, you know, um, he was like, yeah, I, I still don't get why. I think the point he was trying to make was that like, you know, yeah, it feels good. But it looks ridiculous. Like, there's mm. no taking away from the fact that it looks absolutely ridiculous. If you can just take that one step of objectivity back. I think he's right. And then the other one was Eddie Murphy, I think, in Raw, where he uh, his girlfriend catches him, him uh, cheating, I think. Oh, no. I mean, no, but it's just a, it's a bit. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. But he, <gasps> he was just like, who? Eddie Murphy. Uh, and then he just kind of goes... And his in in the bit, his girlfriend's going like, oh, "I can't believe you, you 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 effed her," mm-hmm. and he said, "Yes, I did. I effed her. Yes, I did. But I make love to you." Right? That's not a half bad Eddie Murphy impression. I can see it in but my like, mind. Amazing. That was yeah, but that was you know he's he's kind of joking about the same thing as well. It's just like what really though, mm-hmm. really though. Yeah, I don't think that line ever works. No, because, well, I mean, no. I think that's that's the thing. But people get away with this kind of stuff. That's the thing. I think that's the joke he was making, is that people get away with this kind of shit all the time. Mm. Um, you know, I remember when we were on the radio, I first watched um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, Adrian, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I was just in horror. I mean, it, 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 it felt like Santa Barbara or something. It was mm. so melodramatic. Uh, just very melodramatic, but very expensive. Like, it was beautifully shot and everything, but it mm-hmm. was still like Melrose Place or something to me. The way they were talking to each other, wooden is like, hello. Mm. Yeah, I needed more irony, I think. Right? Just a yeah. little bit of more something. A little, little bit of electricity there, something. And, um, and then I started, like, some of the things that this Mr. Grey would say... They were so hammy, and I started repeating them just for fun, for mm-hmm. jokes. I think I ma- managed 20 minutes of Fifty Shades of Grey for the record. Um, what was one of your favourite lines? 
from Fifty Shades of Grey. I think I like halfway watched that with a friend as we were falling asleep, expecting it to be more erotic than we really were. We were just like waiting to get charged up, <laughs> waiting for something. It's like no, 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 <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, I'm if so you're sorry. that's yeah. that's. Okay, like, if you're trying to make an adaptation of one of the most read pieces of pornography right. in modern history, like, right. why are you skimping out on the, the sexual content? I think, like, right. the only thing that I remember is, uh, and that was about the most, <laughs> the most physical contact that I even remember seeing, just like a light whack and the anticipation of a, a light whack, and I'm like, this is not how I remember BDSM being, but okay, sure. <laughs> That's what I've seen in them clubs, but okay, <laughs> whatever. Oh my God, That's, so, it's pretty sad, isn't it? I I was definitely not aroused, but um. So is it okay? Let's get to the bottom of this mm -hmm. once and for all. I, there's no one better to get to the bottom of this with than you. Okay. How I got to the end of that sentence without <laughs> any mistakes, I don't even know. But um, so is it? Are we talking house, um, housewife erotica? Or you watched, or you read it and enjoyed it, or you're a fan of it, you read all three. What are we talking about? How would you characterize this, this stuff? I think I, I just read uh, excerpts online okay. of the, this sex scene parts. And it's, it's written erotica. It's definitely something that you read to get horny right. and masturbate to, right, as a woman. But uh, I just wouldn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. We okay. we we do pornography of the mind. Yeah, We're not yeah. so much visual. We're gotcha. too creative and you know too like mm, enlightened as a as a gender True. to be interested in basic things like bodies and holes. No, 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 no. We have to have the theater of the mind going on. But no, it's it's erotica for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I have not read all three books. Mm -hmm. I just read excerpts and it's pretty dope. Yeah. It's well done. You think it's, it was well done? I've read some. I've read some worse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be high art. It's just something to, to masturbate to. Okay. <laughs> like, what do you ask that about in, any other pornography? But indeed, was it the best? Like, was it the best porn movie ever? I don't know, man. I want to see artists making an effort, though. Mm. You know, if you're if you think you're a creative person. And you, um, and you, and you're always aspiring to a, an idea of just good enough. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't, then you're not really a creative person. You're just pretending, I think, mm -hmm. because I I don't think you can have one with the other without the other, like a, a visualization of um, you know something very good. Not so much to leave behind or be remembered for, but just. So that you do something that 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 you yourself would very much like. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I mean. I just and if work is kind of shabby, you know, like our last video with you. Did you see the camera was busted? Oh I was no, horrified. I didn't notice that. I was horrified Aww. because that's why I didn't release it for so long. Oh, okay, it wasn't because of any other reason. I, I was just so discouraged mm. that something's wrong with this camera, and it was like we were the sinking of our voices was all fucked up. Huh. I was absolutely horrified. I couldn't release it for two weeks. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm running at the standards by the standards that are in my mind of creating something decent. Right, of and course. If all, if all of that is gone, and I am 
you're quite right to think that this uh, ties into certain people that we both know, you yeah. could say. But, like, just shabby is shabby. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think everybody has their own standards that they want to be held by. And I, I, I can't imagine anybody wanting to publish a book and saying, uh, should I go back and give it another edit? Nah, I know it's mediocre and I'm going to let it, let it slide. Okay. But, yeah, it was decent. Oh, by the way, speaking of writing pornography, did I ever tell you that, um, I guess, uh, a jobby that I had, uh, which is like a job and a hobby, but I, I should get back to it, was writing, like, erotic things for a mobile game. Okay. Yeah, so it was, again, stuff for women to masturbate to, right. but it was not in prose form. It was in the form of a dialogue that you just clicked through, and it would have, like, an arching tree, like, based on your choices. So right. kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure, like, sexy choose-your-own-adventure. Huh. And so uh, there are several different character, like, uh, characters that I created, and then based on, you know, what the users chose, I would write more and more uh, from their interests. Mm. Um, so the most popular character that I was in, I guess, charge of writing mm. were male twins. Mm -hmm. Two, like, two twins that would fuck you at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, woman, we're loving this. They're like, that's hot. I want that. Yeah. But one of my editors was always like, oh, this is so creepy. It's so incestual. I'm like, it's not real. You realize this? It's... Yeah. And so... Uh, anyways, like, I was, right, it was just interesting, because the, the one woman who was in charge of it was thought it was strange and gross and weird, mm. but, hey, look, there's a huge market of women saying, I want that, yeah. I want those two boys at the same time, and it doesn't seem like that strange or perverse of a fantasy, right? Like, I think that... Uh, you would even see in like male pornography, like two girls, like two sexy it's, it's kind twins. Kind of the ultimate for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone and, knows that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not as weird as like I don't know this incest porn right. or whatever. It's just like both two beautiful men love you. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. It's, that, very, that it's was, still very subjective. Mm -hmm, right. And so at first, uh, the direction was uh, that I was getting was. Uh, you know, don't don't take things uh, too sexual too soon. You know that might scare people away. But then again, from testing and throwing out new material, they were like, Whoop, "Whoops, we're wrong. No, just get as sexy as possible, <laughs> as quick as possible. <laughs> Never mind. More uh, fucking sooner." Uh, so like, much for that little uh, focus group. Yes, and like I mean, whenever you are reading erotica, like if, if I'm like on, on the internet. I'm always skipping to like page three, mm. right? I don't care about, you know, the, the backstories of, you know, the, the characters and their marriages or whatever they're doing that I'm going to spend like literally five minutes of my life with. So, yeah, just get, get to the good stuff. Serious? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, well, fuck while, art. While, <clears throat> while we're on the subject of mm -hmm. uh, female material that I, that I can't stand, uh... <laughs> Can we get your reset? What, what did you think of the whole? Um, God, I hate it. <clears throat> I can't even say the name. Hmm? Uh, Bridget Jones. How were you on the whole Bridget Jones thing, or did you miss that? Oh no, I remember it. Right. I never read the book. I saw the Renee Zellweger movie. Right. And where where do you go from there? What do you, what would you say about it? Oh, 
I can understand the appeal, and I liked it too. I mean, it's like yeah. a a woman who, despite not really being so, feels frumpy and unconfident and like undesirable, but still, look, she's successful. Men want her, and she, I guess, gets her groove back. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, that's that's a a cool little movie for woman to real and see and relate to mm -hmm. so what do you personally hate about bridget jones what did she ever do to you steve um well i remember going to the cinema to see it with my girlfriend at the time yasmin mm -hmm. hello yasmin shout uh, out yasmin she, i doubt she has any interest in anything i'm doing if, if you want to talk bridget jones together hit me up i'll be there for you girl <laughs> don't worry him but um you know, and Yaz was a real feminist, like super feminist. She mm -hmm. she um, wrote papers about it cool. okay, at university, at master's degree level. All mm -hmm. right. So, I mean, um, and her art, she she was a, um, she did like, a, what do you call it now? Sculptures. Yeah. What's it, what's it called? I'm not sure what this is. I'm so proud that we finally got Relay. <laughs> from, from this gesture, but I'm lost for this one. Um, it's uh, I'm trying to remember pottery. Uh, no, no, no. I'm trying to remember it. There's a blanket term for a whole bunch of art that you can have, like con not conceptual art. I don't remember what it was, but that mm. was all, there was a lot of feminist sy symbolism. There was a lot of feminist symbolism in, in her artwork, and mm -hmm. she had exhibitions and stuff. I mean, this is a, she's a serious lady. Do you know what I mean on this topic? Uh, she'd done research. Do you know what I mean? She'd re read papers and written papers about modern feminism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we went to the movie uh, and we came out and we felt exactly the same way about it. Mm. We both absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. Wasn't delight. I quite like Hugh Grant now, but at the time he was kind of dominating the space uh about you know um british <laughs> this kind of like you know this is what all sort of englishmen are like it's like no we're not like that at all but so once again we had him kind of mumbling bumbling boris johnson type thing going on mm -hmm. and then you had colin firth who's this stoic kind of boring but rich so basically um, and we, we kind of sat in a cafe afterwards or the pub afterwards and just we both hated it and just thought yeah this is not a very good message for women at all actually mm. and one of the reasons I think is because that nothing's changed in a hundred years because that was basically a rewrite of Pride and Prejudice mm -hmm. right whereas the geese, the man and that's pretty much the, I would say the same thing about um, I would say the same thing about Fifty Shades of Grey it's just mm. again well, as long as the man has status, he can, he can, in, in Bridget Jones and Pride and Prejudice, if he's rich and has status, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Yeah. And then if we move it to Christian Grey, then if he's a billionaire, then, well, he can definitely, he's definitely allowed to tie you up and whip you and, and kind of leave marks all over your body if that's what he wants. And you should all be okay with it, bitches. Yeah, yeah, that's a definite point. And I guess the fact that they only have their self-actualization through uh, male approval. But sometimes it'd be like that, though, you know, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just do need, like, a good a good dick to make you feel good about yourself. 
Feminist, you know, girl power I'm, I'm, and all that. I'm so real pleased. Talk. I'm so pleased to welcome feminist icon Adrian <laughs> Ebert onto the show. Sometimes he does need a dick. But my, uh, that may well be true and well done for admitting to that, by the way. Mm-hmm. However, the, 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 um, the bee in my bonnet is very much that in a hundred years, nothing has moved on. Yeah. And you're still selling the same shit to women. That disappoints me a massive amount. Mm-hmm. I want, you know what, Steve? I'm yes. sorry, you, you've inspired me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to write the next great American sex novel. Right. We can include themes of BDSM, polyamory, mm-hmm. group sex, whatever's, you know, hot mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. with delivery club couriers as the protagonists. <laughs> yeah. Or pizza. <laughs> no, pizza boys is too. <laughs> the mm-hmm. There's sex. Dunno. There's food. <laughs> There's super discounts. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <sighs> what like is in it. that green box? I tell you what, that is an interesting subject, though. Yeah, that's not even a joke. Like, what will be the next great, you know, female novel? Mm-hmm. We, we talked about Bridget Jones. We talked about Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Which mm-hmm. my missus is a fan of. She she quite likes it. When mm-hmm. I make jokes about it, she gets short with me. She's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, but you didn't read it." I'm like. Yeah, no, I, know, I didn't read it. Yeah, well, well don't criticize it then. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Mm. Um, but, um, but you know, what will be the next one? There's got to be something's got to come along, right? Yeah, I yeah. I wonder what it will be. Hmm, thematically, I'm not sure. Maybe two, maybe two male twins. Hey! hey! That's as good a start as, as, as I can sort of think of. I think maybe the clues might be in, please tell me you've watched all of Black Mirror. Yes. So um, the clues might be in Black Mirror because it's so future-looking and outward-looking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a little quote from um, the writer. Charlie Booker. Mm-hmm. I saw this little quote. Well, I was just looking on the... And there's a little article. There's an interview with Charlie Brooker, And it, uh, the headline is, They call me Mr. Dystopia. <laughs> that sound, makes me sound like a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad wrestler name. Oh, I think this came from a review of uh, of the show and saying like how like deeply inherently technophobic it is, and described its entire premise as "What if phones, but too much?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Some of it's chilling. I love it. I love it. I can't. Yeah. He should just keep going if he can. I mean, it's just it's just the best thing ever. Those, mm-hmm. those people who haven't watched it or who don't watch it, I mean, I just I just barely want to know you. But I think maybe what I'm saying is maybe the clues are, are, are maybe there. Do you remember the you obviously remember the one with the status and oh yeah yeah you know, yeah the, the the likes and then there's the, the video game characters right. that the two men have sex with after plugging in. I know. Yeah, that's, that's that one was that was radical. And also, like, okay, so. What an inter- like what an interesting idea for a game. Yeah. Like you can have full body experience. You'll have whatever the characters feel you will too. And how do they expect that it wouldn't immediately be used for fucking? Like, <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to feel like I'm being beaten up. <laughs> That's very true. Well, I mean, Zuckerberg's doubling down on all this stuff, isn't he? With his meta universe and all this. It's like, yo, mm. I I'm, a, I'm a Black Mirror fan. You know, you're going to have to do a lot to... Don't try and impress me with this shit, you know, because I'm not... 
I'm not with you. And even mm. before Facebook, I'd read things. I'd read all those uh, sci-fi books and, you know, Brave New World and uh, um, what's the other one? You know, all that stuff. The mm-hmm. uh, Clockwork Orange. And they were trying to warn us back in the 50s, man, about like, Sounds just be careful with, you know, the way this, the, the, uh, you're structuring your societies. Mm. I don't know. I recommend Margaret Atwood's uh, Oryx and Craig series. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's not uh, necessarily trying to warn us against anything technological. Yeah. Just more about messing with uh, genetic engineering, the environment, uh, I guess, animal reproduction, all that stuff. Right, yeah. So, yeah, there, it's never like a happy future in these types of things, is it? It's never like, everybody, we're on track, guys. Good job. Keep going. Mm. It's always like, well, just warnings. Yeah. What's wrong with a little warning? Nothing. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. If you can make a few quid out of your story at the same time, good for you. What would you warn people against in your science fiction novel? <laughs> uh, I would warn people against uh, producing books and films which... Um, still have the same message for women that they were being written a hundred years before. Mm. I I think I would warn against, you know, that kind of messaging that uh, you're just supposed to be a pretty little family maker, little baby machine and and just shut up and Mm. no one's interested in your opinion in the end. And if, if you get yourself a guy with money and status, then, uh, then you're going to be all right as long as you uh, stay pretty and shut the f*** up. When I finished reading that, um, you know, Stephen Fry wrote this book about the Greek myths. Hmm. Like, big, thick, all about, all, the, all about the Greek myths. Then he wrote another one. I, re- I read that one too. Cool. After reading the first one, do you know what my first thought was? I gotta go kiss a pig? No. It was like, damn, the Bible stole a lot from the Greeks, man. They couldn't even make up their own allegories. Lazy bastards. Those... And the success they've had with it. Yeah, I know. The Greeks made up, made like 75% of those allegories up, y'all. Like mm. a thousand years before. <sighs> what uh, about all those fun, like, Jewish laws? Like, what about Leviticus? That's where their <laughs> true creativity shines. Yes, exactly. No, but their, their true creativity uh, shines through the brutality. That's the disappointing thing about it. That, mm. my friends, is the truth of about Christianity, I'm afraid to say. Yeah. And the Russian Christians here that mm. I've seen, they're more like New Testament people, right? Mm. Like, if they, they don't really read the Bible, but if they did, it would be like, yo, so I think Jesus seems like a pretty dope guy. <laughs> like, he seemed nice. He's all about forgiveness and whatever. But no, no, no. The type of bible that we read in the middle of the country we're old testament people we're mm. like our god is a jealous god type of thing right yeah so we we don't know anything about this friendly jesus we just know god the father and he's got a little bit of a temper yeah 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 the greek gods are incredibly jealous it, mm-hmm. it's just throughout this raging jealousy is really it's really disappointing really i know disappointing. i'd expect better from gods i would yeah huh right I mean, you're a god. Hello, right? Like, I mean, Zeus had thunderbolts. Like, he could like Zeus. He could shoot thunderbolts, and 
if you wanted to have sex with somebody, mm-hmm. right, he could just cha- transform into anything he wanted. You know, like Manimal. Do you remember Manimal? <laughs> right, like Manimal. And then just have sex with whoever it was that he wanted to have sex with. That's pretty much all anyone would want from life, right? Lightning bolts and animal sex? Well, what yeah. more do you need? What I know. What more do you need? You're, you're the king of the gods. And he's still jealous, you know, when somebody kind of like just didn't quite show him the attention he thought he was he was due. He'd destroy them from the, you know, in some really ruthless way. Yeah. And like, okay, if you're going to pass down commandments, cool. But like <laughs> half of them... Right. Four of them are all about like y'all don't be talking to anybody else behind my back. I, I want to be your only boo. You got it. The jealousy is already in the in the t- in the in the commandments, isn't it? Yeah. Just ferociously jealous. Don't take my name in vain. Only talk good about me. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you if you aren't obsessed with me. Yeah, I know. I- Got to save a special day just so you can think about how much you love me. Yeah. Don't be talking to no other deities behind my back. So. And then also, like, kind of be nice to your parents or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> an afterthought. Yeah. Listen to your parents. That's such a dodgy one, though. I don't like that one at all. Me either. Um, my parents, well, my one of my parents was pretty shitty. So, mm. yeah, I, I don't need to be listening to her. How about just, like, honor some cool, cool adults in your life? It's kind of a betrayal. Really, is what that is because it's only later that you discover how how messed up your parents actually, you know, is or are. Uh, oh, you, no. you, you you just do what you're told. Um, you, you know, did you? Were you a obedient child? <laughs> yeah, to an extent. It depends what you mean. You could probably tell I was just joking around the whole time in school and stuff, mm. being put in detention for joking around. Mm-hmm. But um, obedient depends what you mean by obedient, though. I also hate that that that's a virtue, obedience. Mm, yeah, yeah, like that should be considered. I don't know whatever the opposite of a virtue is, mm. a sin. I yeah. think that yeah, <laughs> obedience is sinful. Challenge, question, introspect. Yeah, you critical know, thinking. Yes, yeah. that should be uh, is a virtue, right? But I respect touch absolutely. If you were yeah. uh, to be reborn, yeah. this is one of my father's favorite hypothetical questions to ask people. Would you choose to come back as a man or a woman? And why? Oh, Begin. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that is really good. There's a curiosity element, mm-hmm. of course, to coming back as a woman. By the way, excuse me, how do you not know that, like, I don't feel like I'm a woman in a man's body already? Oh, well, you could. You could. Sure. And so what do you choose to come back as male, female, or transgender? There you go. That's a better question. (laughs) Uh, Hello. You want to do these moral dilemmas? Keep up with the times. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, obviously there's a massive curiosity about what it's like to be a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do, I do, I do like you lot, you know, I oh, really do. I really do. Um, but, um, having said that, I have dated you lot quite a lot as well. And I've seen some shot, some shocking sides to things which belong in horror, in, in, in horror movies and thrillers, <laughs> thrillers. I've seen some terrible things. I've mm. been attacked. I've been physically attacked. I've been, you know, all kinds of things when women get, like that in their minds 
right? Your minds just, they work differently. Um, mm. There's that curiosity. Would I, can I do, can I be a woman for a day? Would that, no. Okay. No, you got to sign up for like the full 80 years. <sighs> like, I do believe that it's easier to be a man. I do believe that. But um, I'm lucky in a lot of ways. Like I'm six, you know, I made it to six foot. I sometimes mm -hmm. look at these short asses and I just think, ooh, mm. you know, this this kind of underlying insecurity running through yeah. you all the time, feeling inadequate physically all the time. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I, I had a flatmate like that who was very short, and boy, yeah. it was it was. I know it a couple of people like that. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, oh man, you don't look. Everybody likes you, man. Why are you? Why are you going to be like that? Why are you going to be so aggressive? Mm -hmm. Like this is not to impress. Who are you trying to? He's trying to. He's 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 replying to a voice that's coming out of his own head, not anyone else's. Everyone's like, yeah, he's cool, man. He's he's good. Um, so you know, yeah. one one kind of answer would be, I'd hate to come back as a short man. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, that's one of my first thoughts about this topic. Um, so, woman or short man? You see, now we're down to those two. Um, the curiosity, yes. Um, I don't know, man. You lot, are, you lot are just such a mystery that uh, I feel mm. like I'd be. You know what? I'd feel like I'd be biting off more than I can chew, mm. agreeing to like get get a woman's mind and a woman's body i feel like i i'm not sure that i would have the the facilities now to 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 deal with it just mm -hmm. purely because i'm a man how about that yeah so um, do you think that if i were to be a man mm. my moods would be easier to deal with uh possibly that sounds appealing <laughs> possibly is it yes too late to transition oh so work. hey mm. that's such an interesting topic that, that someone might want to transition because they see uh some kind of mental benefits from being a member of the other the other that's an now that's an interesting topic what if i just take a super ton of testosterone but keep the exact same body will um, my mind be better then mm. probably just be like super super good at math or something and be mm. super into breasts mm -hmm. but uh yeah, like, speaking of the, okay, short men, like, I wouldn't want to be short. Uh, I think another plus of being a woman is that, you know, I don't have, like, a perfect model body. Never have. But, like, I I still feel I have, like, a, some sort of modicum of uh, feeling sexy, feeling attractive. Right. There are men who like me. Right. And I don't have as deep-seated insecurity as I would if I were to be a man with a small penis. Right. Like, it's always heartbreaking for me to think like, oh my God, going into every encounter, they must be feeling like, oh, I'm going to have to tell this to this person. Are they going to make fun of me? And oh my God, which just <laughs> that would be oh. horrible to have to deal with that. Mm. So, I mean... Size doesn't matter. Mm. Or, words up, head up. But um, yeah, just walk around. Did that you, sorry, security. rewind. Mm -hmm. yeah. can, we, can we rewind the tape, please? Can we rewind the tape? Mm. Um, did you just say size doesn't matter? No, absolutely not. Why would you it say that, Adrian Ebert? Doctor, can I call you doctor? Why you, would you, you say that it doesn't matter? Just tell me, you know, I'm over that hump. But go ahead. What? what, what why would you say that? 
because it, it doesn't in terms of like uh, sexual pleasure <clears throat> whatsoever. I mean, whatsoever. Well, most women, yeah, statistically, yeah, uh, prefer clitoral stimulation, right? Yes, and so the size of the penis has nothing to do with how most women achieve orgasm, and in fact, all women uh, achieve orgasm. I mean, so like, if you want to have a good time with somebody, you don't necessarily need to have a large penis. Also, like most of the nerve endings in the female vagina, as opposed to the male vagina, I don't know why I said female vagina, are like in the first few inches. In fact, the the canal is only about four inches long itself. You don't need all that. You don't need the long object. So when girls used to say things like, oh, yours wouldn't touch the sides, they were just being mean and they weren't. They didn't know the physiological facts. Is that what you were saying? Yes. Yes. And I think that somehow in their mind, they got like some woman, if they were like in the comments being like, no, it's not true. Okay. Like, I think in my observation that women who claim to be size queens, Mm. it's for the status of it. So they can go to their girlfriends because we already talked about, you know, if I have sex with you, like before you even realize that I've had sex with you, all my girlfriends know all the details of everything immediately. So well, I think that they want to be able to brag and be like, oh, my God, he was so good. He was so hot. And he had a big dick so that everybody can be like, "Ooh, wow, that's so cool. But it's just something that they want. It's like a, a measure of how cool or good or sexy of a guy they got. But it doesn't really, mm-hmm. they don't really think that they enjoy sex any more or any less based on this much. Okay, can you just show me that again? I'm bad at <laughs> this much. <laughs> I, All right, I, well, yeah. that's good news. That's good news to young people And out also, there. yes, yeah. exactly. And so that's why I want to bring it up. So guys out there with, well, no matter what size your penis is, it's beautiful and totally adequate. So that way, if I do gosh, have to come back as a man, which yeah. I would totally choose not to. Um, really? Yeah. Being mm. a woman's awesome. Mm. I mean, like, I'm not being like, a, a, again, girl power, but because I think that we have a lot more mm, forgiveness from society, a lot more uh, accommodation. Let's say that, for example, um, I... Uh, pass out drunk in a club. It's kind of cute. Like, oh, is she going to be okay? Let's make, let's take care of her. But if a guy does the same thing, it's like, ugh, what the f- what's, what's wrong with him? What's his sure, problem? Sure. Yeah. And also, there are people who are willing to help you out. If you're, if you're lost in a city, right? And you say, excuse me, can you help me? People are going to want to come and be of assistance. As a, with a man, you're kind of expected, like, nah, nah, brah, you're, you're, you gotta take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more forgiveness, a lot more assistance. And, uh, yeah, people are, I guess, more trusting of you inherently. Mm. And so nobody's looking at you expecting that you're going to uh, hurt them, lie to them, be distrustful in any way. And there's a lot more, I guess, respect that's given to you, I feel, as a woman. Mm. Uh, well, I'd love to keep going now, but we've run out of time. Huh? Yeah. That was just getting interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn. Whenever you're ready to come over to the side of uh, being a woman, yeah. hope to see you in uh, next lifetime. Yeah. Yeah.
You guys too. All right then. Comment. Who do you want to come back as? Hey, leave us a comment on YouTube or somewhere. Let us know what you think of the discussion. Adrian, thank you so much. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, we're really glad to be back doing these podcasts again. Yay. We will see you again soon. Peace.